Life Audio. Welcome to the Teamless Podcast, where we share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Hey everyone, we're Ted and Ashley Slater. Some people might assume we're some sort of communication experts because we both have master's degrees in communication, but today we're going to let you in on a not so secret truth. We aren't. We studied communication because we knew we needed help, and all these years later, we're still learning. But there are some tools, tips, and techniques we've discovered and put into practice over the years that help us better communicate like a team. Today, we're sharing those with you. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So, Ted, there's a story from our pre-dating days that we still joke about 20 years later. And it's that time, you know, when I had my arms crossed while we were talking at small group. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that was like one of the that was maybe like the second conversation we ever had. Right. 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 Yeah. OK. The word sophomore comes to mind. <laughs> Soft meaning wisdom, I think, or something like that. Sophistry and then more meaning moronic. Uh-huh. So I was. I had a sophomoric response to your arm crossing and I said something like one cannot not communicate. Right. Well, first you meaning what did I say first? First that? you were like, so why are your arms crossed? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just standing them. with my arms crossed. And I, something I learned from one of my college classes, mm-hmm. one cannot not communicate. Right. You know, nonverbal communication right. classes. You're feeling insecure. You're blocking me out of your world. Well, but in this case, you were just crossing your arms. And since I had studied, because you had already graduated grad school Mm -hmm. and I was in grad school Mm -hmm. and I had studied communication in undergrad. So I knew where you were going with that, which (laughs) made it even more jerky. But somehow I, you know, I kept talking to you. Here we are. Intriguing jerk. I do remember thinking, well, he's interesting. That was the adjective in a good way. thread through our relationship. Uh You still are interesting. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I remember several years ago, Mm -hmm. I was at the pediatrician with one of our girls, and you'll probably be able to guess which one. We'll leave her unnamed once I tell you what she said. Mm -hmm. And the doctor asked her, so what's your favorite subject in school? And she responded, I don't like math. So, (laughs) Uh, I mean, she responded with a negative. uh You're probably figuring out who this was Mm -hmm. anyway. So, but here's the truth. She didn't really dislike math. What she didn't like was all the steps it takes to do math correctly. Okay. Because it takes a lot of work and she likes to like do it in her head. Right. You know, so she'd have to redo problems because she refused to take the time to do each step step correctly. Show every step on the homework assignment. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what does that have to do with 
communication and no marriage. <laughs> I love you, but I'm lost. Okay. Well, like math, mm-hmm. communicating well has steps. Mm-hmm. You know, there are things you need to do to communicate well. And if you rush through and skip those things, often you don't communicate That's well. That's a great point. Absolutely. Yep. So I think the, you know, the truth is that the best communication takes work. And so I have a few steps mm-hmm. that people can start with sure. to improve communication if it's a struggle sure, or if you just want to get better. Cause I think for you know, us, everybody can get better, right? You and I can get better. Yeah, I know we keep working at it. Mm-hmm. Some days we do well. And some days it's like, maybe mm. we should just not talk right now. <laughs> too many words. Right. Too many words. Okay. So the first thing is slow down. And I don't mean like the character in Condescendingly. Right. Let me get this through to you. Oh, that would be bad. <laughs> oh, that would not be helpful. See, I was thinking like the sloth in, the Zoot- sloth in Zootopia. Zootopia. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But I've noticed that sometimes when we struggle with communication, it's because we're rushing through it instead of taking the time to slow down and uh-huh. really focus on what each other is saying. Like we're jumping in our mind. We think we know what, what the other gonna, person is uh-huh. saying and how we should respond mm-hmm. instead of just slowing down and really listening. <laughs> oh, something annoying that I do. I confess it's annoying is I'm saying something and then you begin responding to what I've said. And then I say, comma, <laughs> <laughs> Because I was in the middle of a thought well, and I hadn't finished it. <laughs> sometimes you like Comma. to start with the part that's going to get a reaction from me. Oh, right, right, right. Which we'll talk about how reactions are not mm. the best way mm-hmm. to respond. And so I will jump to that. But I'm not listening. I'm not slowing down and making sure that you're done before I interrupt. Right. I think it's good then to have... Sometimes, especially when you're having a really difficult conversation, is to have space between the dialogue, between the words. Like make sure that the other person is, is done, done talking. Communicating their idea, getting it out. Right. Well, and I struggle with that because sometimes I'm like, wait a minute, I need clarification on this point before you can keep going. Or I might mm-hmm. not understand what he says next, but sometimes that means I'm just hung up on something that maybe is not totally important to understand. Mm-hmm. And if you, if I let you finish and tell me everything first mm-hmm. and slow down my interruptions and response, um, then maybe you'll answer my questions. Right. And I'm thinking that, uh, you know, the stereotypical conversation on like an old show, like Lucy, where they're talking over each other and their voices are being raised. When you slow down, it, it, you, your voices tend to lower. So it's not as, amped up or, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I think slowing down is practical in a lot of ways. Right. Um, You've got time to work it through. Right. And I mean, sometimes it's really difficult to slow down and talk without interruption or distraction, especially like we both work from home Mm -hmm. and we have kids. So work and kids are always interrupting. Mm -hmm. They're awfully quiet, by the way. I know. Well, that's because I was like, (laughs) we're recording. Gotta be quiet. (laughs) And I think one of the ways that is really just a practical way to slow down Mm -hmm. is as simple as making eye contact. Because if you're making eye contact and maintaining it like you are doing right now, very steadily. As the listeners can observe. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I'm not talking like in a staring contest sort of way, which is not what you're doing. But um, it can be fun, though. But it's a way of saying you have my full attention. Ah, 
Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You say that, and I think of sometimes I'm working at my computer, and you come up and have something to talk about, and I physically push away from my computer so that I'm not tempted to be distracted by a line of code or a text or a something, something. Right. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, I can't talk right now. Yeah. Sometimes I'm in the middle of a piece of code and I'm like, I am so wrestling with this thing. I need to focus. Right. So slow down is the first step to communicating better as a team, which really means to not be quick to interrupt. Yeah. Give eye contact, you know, put Mm -hmm. away distractions. Mm -hmm. Right. Number two Mm -hmm. is to listen well. What I'm saying, what I'm hearing you say is listen well is important. Yes. We're going to get to that. <laughs> what are you what you're doing is repeating and we'll get okay. to that. That's the next well, thing. It's kind we'll of an active about. listening thing. Yes, it is. I mean, I think some people call it active listening, mm-hmm. but I think that a lot of times we don't really know what it means to listen. Well, you know, we well, think we're listening, but we're really formulating, you know, to listen is to actively pay attention to what someone else is telling us. Mm-hmm. And I think that can include three things. Okay. One positive body language. So in addition to eye contact, positive body language also means uncrossing our arms. Is this something the, like you're not evaluating your spouse's no, this is something body posture or whatever. You language. can do when you're trying to listen well to your spouse. Got it. So if it's a little tense, instead of crossing your arms, you can uncross them to, to sh- sort of show, hey, we're on the same team. I'm listening. I'm not rejecting. I mean, because crossing your arms, you're kind of implying it a rejection of the words coming your way, right? Maybe, or you're bored, or I don't know. You can have more open body language, Right. you know, lean towards your spouse, nod at appropriate moments. You know, nodding is a way of acknowledging that you hear what they're saying without verbally interrupting. Sure. That makes sense. Um, It just shows you're using your whole body to communicate. I am listening to you. You have, I have slowed down. Mm -hmm. I've stepped away from the distractions, the things that are keeping me Mm -hmm. from giving you my attention. I'm giving you my attention and now I'm communicating with my whole body. Right. And I think that communicates that you value that person, what the person's saying. Right. Which only helps further improve the discussion. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. you can also... To help show that you're, or to help you listen well, is focus on what's being said. As I already mentioned, a lot of us are already formulating our responses while our spouse is still talking. And so we end up not really listening. So we can really resist figuring out what we want to say next and simply focus on what our spouse is actually saying. What if your spouse sort of takes advantage of that, of your doing that? And I don't mean taking advantage in extremely negative way, but takes advantage of, Hey, they're listening. So I'm going to keep talking. And they talk for like 30 minutes and you're like, you haven't had a chance to respond because you're listening so actively. Ooh, that's <laughs> maybe you can say something like, I hear you. Let me, let me, let me think about what you said. And I don't know. That's not really a conversation though. I it's guess I'm thinking, I'm thinking, in everyday conversations. Like right. I'm not even necessarily thinking in conflict because we're going to talk about disagreements oh, okay. and how we can communicate well and work through disagreements okay. in the next episode. Right. I'm really just thinking in the everyday conversations. Like say you have finished work for the day, which mm-hmm. you're never really finished with work <laughs> for the day, but you want to tell uh-huh. me about your day or an, or something that happened with one of your clients. Right. And so I can either be in the kitchen, cooking, 
or doing something, or maybe I'm on my phone and I can like still be on my phone and listening to you, but I'm not really giving you my attention or I can keep doing what I'm doing in the kitchen and not really give you my, like half give you my attention or I can stop a minute and be, I tend to be more task oriented, Mm -hmm. my personality. And so I need to work to be more people oriented. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I could do is stop what I'm doing. As long as it means I'm not going to burn anything Mm -hmm. and turn towards you, give you my attention, you know, not cross my arms. Like, wow, you're really interrupting what I'm doing here. Hurry up. (laughs) But right. You know, and really focus on what you're telling me. And I can ask questions as you go but maybe it's when those pauses come. So I think that if there's like this half hour, that's a monologue, not a conversation. And maybe there's some sort of issue going on there that needs to be worked through. Right. I am not, I am not a trained counselor, so I don't know. It just sounds like maybe that's, there's something going on there. If a spouse is going to, you know, behold their, spouse hostage with conversation. Oh I mean, that's what it sounds hostage. like. Right. Um, oh lands. so there was a third one or do we, well, yeah. still within the, how to listen well, mm-hmm. you know, positive body language, focus on what's being said and limit interruptions, which I think a big thing would be is putting our phones down. Right. When our spouse Stepping wants our attention. Right. And there's always, you know, if there's a moment where our spouse, you know, we need to talk to each other and it's not something where I'm crying or anything, you know, cause I've had things where something's upset me and you can tell. And so you physically step away from work, but sometimes you're in the middle of something and I'm just like throwing random ideas out. And you might be like, I really want to listen to you, but can you give me a half hour? Cause I need to finish this. Right. So I think it's better to do that than to half-heartedly listen and have all these interruptions. That's, that's a great point. That's a great point. Just because one of you, wants to initiate a conversation, it may be best to wait until you have the time to give the conversation what it needs. Because it's going to go better. You're going to be able to slow down. You're going to be able to listen well. And your spouse, I think, yeah, will feel loved or will feel loved if we're giving each other that kind of attention. And that's a big part of this whole thing of listening well is you value your spouse. And so naturally you care about what they're saying. And so you want to really hear what they're saying. Right. And if you're approaching conversation with this idea, we're a team, Mm -hmm. you know? So it is a give and take kind of conversation. And how can I give in this conversation rather than just take, I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know. (laughs) I just threw that out there. It's not even in my notes. Okay. So slow down, listen well, three, repeat often. Often. Yeah. I don't mean like that's what we're doing now. <laughs> Often. <laughs> so I don't mean as in repeat your words over and over again or repeat like you're doing. Um, cause that would get annoying and result in conflict. Often. Instead, I'm talking about the communication technique of reflecting, or it's also been called active listening. Okay. It means to paraphrase back and forth what each other's heard. Right. And it could sound, it could come across as contrived or as, just some weird technique. What I'm hearing you say is yada, 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 but it really works. It's a great way to get on the page on the same page. If, if you say something to me and I repeat back to you, what I, what I'm hearing you say is such and such, or you could just say, are you saying such and such or whatever, just re repeating back what you heard. It just 
confirms that you are on the same page and you're not going to be responding to something that was not said or not intended to be conveyed. Right. Yeah. It makes sure that you've correctly understood each other, that you're really listening and helps avoid misunderstandings. We actually, Mm -hmm. um, we did a marriage course at our church last fall and this was one of the weeks we had to go practice this. I think they may have called it active listening, Mm -hmm. Um, but years ago, we learned it under the term reflecting. And so we went out, we had to go practice it as like homework. We went out and I think it was one of those things. They said, do silly things. Don't do serious subjects. Start practicing with silly things. And you were like, I really wish we'd have more vegetables. Vegetables, right. So we went back and forth and it kind of felt stupid. I felt kind of stupid Mm -hmm. doing it, but it was really helpful. It was. As you were saying. We still need to eat more vegetables. I'm tr- hey, I had a big salad broccoli, for lunch. Right? I don't know if we have broccoli. I want broccoli. Okay. Anyway, so, so far, the ways we've looked at to help you better communicate as a team are slow down, mm-hmm. listen well, repeat often, and the fourth one is respond rather than react. And we're only going to briefly touch on this one because we're going to talk about this in more detail in the next episode. So to me, respond sounds like a more thoughtful way to deal with something that's said, then react. React sounds like knee-jerk, sounds like triggered, and respond sounds like you're thinking about it, you formulate an opinion, and you express that. Right, yeah. Like a reaction is whenever you do have that emotionally motivated knee-jerk like reply. Right. And a response is when we have to kind of practice the wisdom of scripture which is we're quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, as James writes in James one nineteen. Interesting. Um, so they're very different. And I actually wrote an article for Boundless. It was a couple years ago, actually, or a year ago, that was called, you know, why reactions hurt and responses heal. So there really is a difference. Even if you look it up in the di- but if you look it up in the dictionary, they're going to kind of say they're like synonyms. Right. They're not. Right. They're very different. Right. Okay. Well. So to recap, four steps to communicating like a team are slow down, listen well, repeat often, and respond rather than react. That's great. All right. So we've got an us time challenge. Yes, we do. And what do you think? Any suggestions? Well, maybe practice this. Like at a date or just at the dining room table or in the car or what? I don't know. I think it could be, how about in a moment... Mm -hmm. When it's hard for you to slow, like slow down and listen well, I don't mean like in work, but maybe your 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 plan. You've got a certain plan, and I want to do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And say you that tends to be more like me. I've got a certain plan, right. and you interrupt me and want to start talking to me about something random. It's not random me. And I'm like thinking, I got to go do this. This is, I, or I'm going to get off schedule. Mm-hmm. That would be a good time for me to practice this okay. to show you that you're more important than the tasks that I have on it's hard. my plate. It's like uh, working a muscle. Right. So easy. maybe those listening can kind of look for an opportunity when they would normally not take the time to slow when they're able to take the time, but they might be tempted not to mm-hmm. and just seize that moment to slow down and listen well and repeat often and respond rather than react. That's great. Good plan. 
Good. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Next time, we are going to talk about how to work together to resolve disagreements. Team Us with Ted and Ashley Slater is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name's Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.